everybody welcome back yeehaw it's another roundup of cover b week two of our future state roundup yes we are going live we are doing it we are kicking it off we got seven titles uh that are out this week that are future state but uh, we're not actually live i don't want to give misconceptions live. yeah like we are alive this you're hearing us in the future yeah like a day like a few hours, like a few <laughs> depending hours. on when you listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so we got a lot to talk about. I mean, not maybe. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> and so we'll just kick it off. Uh, yes. First one to talk about is uh, Dark Detective number one. So this is the Bruce Wayne title. This is another one of those multi-story issues. Uh, unlike the Batman and Superman one from last week, this one only had two stories in it. Uh, first one being about Bruce Wayne and what he's up to during this whole thing. Uh, and the second one being about, uh, Grifter and what he's up to. Um, this one is worthy of picking up. It was interesting. Um, I think my biggest qualm is just that it seems like a major step back from Bruce. Like it seems like a major step back for him, especially I'm reading the Batman run right now. And if you're reading the Batman run, it's seeing how he's putting in all this work into like making his dream Gotham. Um, This just seems like a really like step back for him, like an an extreme fall for him, Um, which, Hey, maybe that's the point. Uh, We're introduced to uh Peacekeeper 01, who may or may not be somebody we know. I don't know. We have some speculation about it. Um, and then, yeah, the second story is Grifter doing Griftery things. And I love Grifter. So that story was awesome. Peace, <laughs> Peace de la resistance of that book. It was great. Um, and I'm excited to see more of that as well. Yeah, I thought I liked what... Mariko Tamaki was doing based on the circumstances of the overall, like, magistrate peacekeeper mm-hmm. stuff that's happening. I think she handled it well um, yeah. with Bruce. But at the same time, like, I don't know. All these... Th- I, I'm. This is a good iteration of some of the things that I keep facing with this future state stuff. Which is that it all feels done before yeah to me fair to some yeah. extent yeah but then also i i too loved the grifter story and that was probably my favorite story of all of the books from future state <laughs> this week like nice. it's yeah. the most entertaining yeah. it's the it's one of those things that i always struggle with with dc is that i find myself more interested in the like lesser involved characters that don't get as much like subject matter like 
I care more about those. Like, I want to go read Booster Gold. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm that yeah, type yeah. of guy. So I don't know. I shrug. I am what I am. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, but I I think this one's worth picking up. I mean, it's it's Bruce, so he's going to be central to the overall story arc. The stuff that happens in this one, or potentially will happen, or has happened has ripples that kind of follow throughout all the other books and you know honestly that brings up something that i'll talk about a little bit later where the timeline of these things is super wonky yes um and we'll hit on that later but uh of all the books this one probably will do a significant turn in explaining the whole magistrate thing and what's going on in gotham and how did bruce lose control of gotham and all that stuff uh so i think this one is definitely one of the highlights and one that uh, future state people need to pick up. I agree. Uh, next one is Kara Zor-El, Superwoman. Superwoman. Number one. Uh, this one takes place significantly after the things that happened in the Superman book from last week. Yeah. It's the inference I was able to gather. Um, this one is really cool. Now, I, I will admit that I have had my qualms with Miss Bennett in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had highs and we have had lows. <laughs> um, but I thought this one was really good, too. I really enjoyed it. And honestly, if we're being totally real, pick this book up for no other reason than Marguerite Sauvage's brilliant, stunning oh, yeah. artwork. It's this is artwork. one of the most beautiful books I've read in so long. It's stunning. Um but yeah, I mean, the story is good, feels very unrelated to everything else that's going mm-hmm. on, which is one of those weird moments where I'm like, what is the, how does this all, is this all supposed to tie together or not? And it's kind of big question marks over yeah. my head, but I, I enjoyed it. That's kind of where I'm at with a lot of these, because like, there's ones that I liked, like this one and swamp thing yeah but they feel so disjointed from everything else they just feel disconnected um and so it's like i i debate we do this roundup thing and i'm like you know i need to be suggesting which ones to pick up which ones to not pick up and technically if somebody just wants like the core here's what's going on in future state those kind of don't fit but i really liked them so they're worth picking up you know, yeah, I like to. So I'm just going to stick with the I like them. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> that's where we're at at this point. I'm going to have a live debate with myself while recording. <laughs> um, but yeah, Superwoman was cool. It had like a very retro feel to it just mm-hmm. in how Bennett was setting up the dialogue and the narration and how the Savage set up the paneling and the artwork itself and the costuming and stuff like that. Um, Again, we run into this thing that I mentioned earlier where the timeline is hella wonky. Yep. And we'll see that not to, not to flash forward into what like other issues we're talking about, but for instance, this week, like Kara Zor-El Superwoman seemed to take place very far after Superman. Yep. Um, Presumably, so does coming out this week Justice League and uh, Superman Wonder Woman take place far after. I guess. Because Superman seems kind of isolated and not as like formed in the Superman of Metropolis book. Yeah. But then you've got uh, Justice League takes place 
a decent bit after Superman Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman actually references Superman trying to enlist her into the Justice League in that book. And then Robin Eternal takes place like way after Teen Titans, which came out this week because it makes comments about Dick Grayson that but Dick Grayson's involved in Teen Titans, but the comments Robin makes wouldn't let him be involved. Or maybe it happens after maybe Teen Titans after happens after Robin. Anyway, it's it's very it's weird. There's a lot of like there's not a very solidified timeline. Yeah. And I, I think that's really what's missing. That's kind of what's missing is that like the books all just kind of seem to bounce around. So it's hard to really like place like I, I think you really need to sit down and kind of like place them and be like, this is where this one goes, and this one goes here, and this one goes over here. And so, you know, we flash back to Swamp Thing where I was talking about it felt very different. And it was like New York and everything was really post-apocalyptic and like humans were rare. You know, like just, was that a different timeline? Because we kind of ruminated on that last time where it was like, is this a completely different timeline than the rest of Future State? Or is it like, and what I'm thinking now is that these books take place at different points in the future. So maybe the Swamp Thing thing is like a distant future, future. yeah. and all these others are kind of happening at different points. And then, you know, that explains certain things. Like we were talking about how Superwoman now, Kara was Supergirl in the Superman of Metropolis book. And yep. I was like, why is she Supergirl? She's Superwoman. She's got a book coming up that says Superwoman. Um, and that explains it. But, like, how much time was there? Like, she's on a whole moon colony now. And she's shown, basically, like, helping put this moon colony together. And it established that she, like, left Earth yeah long long time ago yeah. like, and so i um i am excited like i am happy that they're hitting on uh kara's rage issues i think that's a important part of her character um yeah because it gives her depth you know what i mean the the biggest problem with superman is that sometimes he cannot have a lot of depth and it's it's fine for people who want that who want just like a core boy scout like ppu look at my laser eyes kind of thing um but characters gotta have some depth, and I, I think giving, hitting on Supergirl's rage issues like they did when they like tied her in with the Red Lanterns and stuff like that, um, it's a really cool choice. Um, actually, for those Marvel fans out there, um, another book that Marguerite wrote that Bennett wrote that this feels a lot like. Um, and I couldn't place it at the time, but looking back, I now am like right there. This feels very much a force, the relationship between Carol Danvers and Singularity. Um, even the way the characters look and like interact mm -hmm. with each other yeah. is like very similar. And the dialogue is very similar feeling yeah. and the, the behavior toward each other. So if you're a Marvel fan trying to find a way to maybe make a bridge, this could be a good one because it's pretty cool. It has yeah. kind of a very, it has a vibe that you'll be very comfortable with. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, next up is Robin Eternal. Um, this follows Tim Drake as he's off doing Robin-y things, fighting the magistrate. Uh, it features also spoiler and some other characters that we've seen from like, we are Robin. Uh, it was fine. Yeah. 
it was a it's another magistrate story it seems like you know as as is want to happen in these like big crossover events right you'll have like characters going off and kind of dealing with their own portion of what's happening um and that just seems like what this is is robin's kind of off dealing with his own portion of magistrate stuff yeah if you like robin cool book pick it up (laughs) in this week's episode of comic publishers hate tea um (laughs) so in this book they make reference that best boy jason todd went to the dark side he's working for the magistrate and there's implications that he is Peacekeeper 01. Well, there's not implications. We are making that connection. Because Peacekeeper 01 seems to be like really, really bad news. And who else would it be aside from... He has a redhead thing. No, Peacekeeper 01 has a blue one. Well, okay. The Peacekeeper from the Arkham Knights story had a red That's thing. That's true. But the pe- but he does... It's shaped in a very yeah they're the peacekeeper helmets are shaped in a very red hood way um it's not to say that maybe jason todd isn't the magistrate but uh i feel like tim tim would have just said jason became became the magistrate magistrate. yeah um so i i do have a hunch that peacekeeper 01 is going to turn out to be jason todd but dc why It's like you pick your favorites, and then the ones you don't like as much, you just shun. There definitely are certain whipping boys. Yes, and, and Jason it's all Todd, my boys! Jason Todd, <laughs> Wally West, uh, Roy Arsenal Ugh. is also a whipping boy. There's a, there's a handful of whipping boys in... in uh, I mean, Marvel does it too. Yeah, Marvel does it too. They both... And it's... it's all, it's like you and your favorite Taco Bell foods that are always getting eliminated. Oh, don't, we can't talk about Taco Bell anymore. They they sent us a cease and desist <laughs> after the last episode where I ranted about Taco Bell. <laughs> we got it. We got it. They sent taco clad goons to our home. <laughs> they threw cinnamon twists at me at my job. And Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Yo quiero mercy. saying is that i don't understand why the hate it's rude they do got the hate yeah but we um, can move on robin eternal was cool <laughs> uh it's missable it's passable if you're like it, it didn't wow me blow me away but there are plenty of robin fans out there and especially there are plenty of tim drake fans that really want to see tim do more um but in the grand scheme of all the books, it just kind of felt a little bit baseline to me, yeah. a little bit. I normal. mean, it did kind of give us more context, maybe, than some of the other books. It did given give us. a little bit of details about different but things going on, but it still, you know, was a bunch answered. of was a bunch of stuff happening that poor qua. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yes. Uh, next up is Green Lantern number one, which. What? Okay, so now stuff's happening. Yeah. Um. The Green Lantern rings are broke. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> For I, some reason. 
I really dug this because mainly it was the first book that was finally had no mention of a magistrate in it. <laughs> um, there's a lot of shit going on on Earth, and it all seems to be centered around the idea that we don't like heroes anymore. Why particularly? I don't know. We find out in Justice League that there seems to have been some big event that happened with the Justice League, some sort of betrayal by a hero. We know that Wally West from Flash of last week uh, is going around consuming people and murdering people. Um, so, I mean, it's understandable to an extent, but that's like all these books are about are about police states and stuff like that. So for this book to open up with like John Stewart and uh like four-armed weird looking dude and a freaking like wolf man fighting a war it Gaggle was of so lanterns cool with yeah. swords <laughs> i am honestly not typically into cosmic stuff that much but i think this has been one of this particular book was one of my favorite future state ones it was just cool the art was really cool i love the characters i'm glad that the main story chunk focused on john i'm interested to find out what happened with the green lanterns and why the core fell. Uh, and this is another big chonky boy. You get three stories. You one about John. You get one about Jessica Cruz being a badass. She's awesome. Being basically like Green Lantern, Ellen Ripley. And then um, you get one about Guy Gardner being Guy Gardner in the best Guy Gardner way he possibly could Guy Gardner. At least that story had some damn levity. Yeah. I feel like so... That's one thing about these books. Like, you know, we're trying to do these roundups, so we're reading all of these books in very quick succession. And it is, it's so weighty because they're all so doom and gloom and everything sucks. I think that's why. uh, (laughs) I'm like, oh. I think that's why, like, everything that Wonder Woman has been a part of has really stood out to me. And also Grifter and also the Green Lantern title. So I guess maybe I just require books to be funny or something but um or just less dramatic yeah (laughs) but yeah this this one was super duper cool um i wouldn't miss this one you know obviously some people just aren't green lantern and cosmic fans uh but this was a cool book and it was a nice like heroic it i mean the first story had a very like uh even like John Carpenter kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, And then the second story again, it was like Green Lantern version of Ellen Ripley. And then the third story was just funny. You know, it was Guy Gardner, the drunken fisticuffs Green Lantern gets trapped on a planet where they see him as a god. And it's fantastic. It's, um, it's good. It, that I, I started off because I, you know, he's not exactly my typical cup of tea when it comes to any type of character, as you could imagine. But, like, so I was a little, like, taken aback at the beginning of the story. But then once it started to get into it, I was like, oh, I get this. And I enjoy this. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was very cool. I agree. Uh, So next up is going to be... Superman Wonder Woman number one? Yep. This one, like we said, takes place after Superman Metropolis, but before but before Justice, Justice League, League, it seems, yeah. And we don't know in relation to Teen Titans. 
but well before Superwoman. Yeah. If that makes sense. We're trying to like we need to put on a wall and do like full like crime scene with like yeah I've, I've got my conspiracy board up and I'm like <laughs> look T look at it you know um, we need to like match things out with like lines and string and push pins yeah um, but this one is I actually really liked this one and the now granted I will note once again John Kent can't get it together <laughs> and that's a recurring theme in just every book they put john kenton um but one of the things i really liked about this one is that i've been reading the bendis superman run and the bendis superman run is very focused on how soups is kind of realizing how damn depressed he is and how much he's got on him and how he keeps trying to make things better and he's not sure that it's working and he doesn't know if he's comfortable and he doesn't really know who he is and it's like a whole process and what's cool is that there are definite parallels in my opinion between the behaviors that john exhibits in this book and the way he's handling things and the way that he's going about being the hero and handling being the superman and how his dad handled it mm-hmm. in the Bendis run. And so, like, things that they do and things that they, you know, they mention, like, oh, I I hear that this is going to break at some point. And, like, Soups does the same thing in the current run. Yeah. And so it's like they draw these parallels. And it's cool to see, like, a father-son parallel because I feel like so often the writer's when it comes to these type of characters, when you have the, like, the super boy or the, you know, aqua woman, which we meet in Justice League, and, like, the 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 prodigen, the prodig- uh, progeny, progeny of the, the original superheroes, they try their damnedest to, like, they look the same, but they're super different, and they have their own personalities, and they have their own stuff, and it's, look, it's not the same character, we're not cheap, don't, what are you talking about? And so, like, they try to make them too different. Mm -hmm. But I like because John is just like his daddy. Yeah. And he he should be just like his daddy. And I think it's really cool when they actually present it. Like, he's not making super epic flubs that don't make any damn sense. He's just failing in the same way that his father would because his father was struggling with trying to be human and trying to not. Yeah. That was a bit of a rant. (laughs) But ultimately, I thought this was a good book. Yeah, no, it was cool. Um, in my opinion, Dan Waters and Joel Jones have both produced the most approachable stories in the Future State line so far. Yes. Because their stories aren't so painfully steeped in trying to establish all this, like, here's things that have happened. Right. Like, it, this project seems to be very focused on we're going to reference things that have happened either in an attempt to then instill those things into our mythos so that writers can approach those stories later or just to kind of make it feel like a future, like make it feel like comics that we see now where it's like, remember when this happened back in the sixties, you know? Yeah. Um, Look at all these editor notes. And so, yeah, there, there seems to be a lot of that going on um, except in wonder woman and Superman, wonder woman. Yeah. And it's interesting to me that both of these titles 
center around Wonder Woman, who, in my opinion, is one of the better new characters that we've gotten out of this. Um, she's just a cool character. She's very well done. She's really different her, yeah. enough from Diana to work, but not like so different that she doesn't still feel like Wonder Woman. Yeah. She still has Wonder Woman vibes. We get a nice look at the Wonder Woman mythos and how things like mythology and pantheons and stuff work in the DC universe through this. I thought that was a really cool touch. Getting a little bit of lore and like extra fluff in on that. Um, and yeah, we just get to kind of see a familiar duo of Superman and Wonder Woman, but different in how it changes um it was cool this was a good one this one is definitely in the like top five for me so far i agree uh, i think this one's definitely i wouldn't miss up. this one it was just a fun book like i said it wasn't so like horridly steeped in this like remember when this happened and then hey you remember this event and then oh this event happened and like look at all this stuff that happened um like so much of the gotham stuff is um and unfortunately justice league which we're talking about next is um this one just was a straightforward Superman Wonder Woman story. These two characters doing cool stuff and dealing with interesting new characters and just having a good old time. And it's a lot less doom and gloom than the others. It's true. Like, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but Teen Titans was like, Whoa. Even in general, it was brighter. Yeah. I feel like all the books, like their art is literally dark. Yeah. And this yeah. one was very, like I opened it and I was like, that's shockingly bright. Um, How refreshing. I read this one before <laughs> Superwoman. Um, and Superwoman was also, like, shockingly bright. It was nice. Um, but that's Salvage's art, just so, like, pastel and kind of, like, Ethereal. refreshing. Um, but this one was cool. I, I wouldn't miss on, on this one. Uh, Justice League, number one. This is another twofer. It's got a story about the Justice League, and then it's got a story about Justice League Dark. And holy God, both of these stories are just, like, kind of downers. <laughs> I really, yeah, I really enjoyed the Justice League Dark story, admittedly, but I'm like, I'm finding myself really heavy into the magic side of DC. Like, yeah. I am finding that of all of the avenues of DC, and I've been quite into it recently in terms of, I mean, I've read all the Bendis stuff, and I've read a lot of the, like, uh, the... I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the more YA feeling series. And yeah. like, uh, I've, I've been in a lot of the books right now, but the magic stuff feels like the most interesting and the mm -hmm. most different because I feel like not to be that guy and not to like pin the parents against each other, but Marvel doesn't play with magic the way that DC does. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. And so when dc plays with magic it's super fun like it's like it's like getting to really dig into the cool weird magic stuff like zatanna and constantine and like the demons and things like mm -hmm. it's it feels very like corporatized in marvel like literally like they turn the devil into like the a ceo of a company like <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those things so i just really enjoy the magic side so the justice league dark story is really cool it has a really cool reveal at the end it's like really dark and weird but it's fun like it's really interesting and like very engaging and you don't it references stuff but it actually tells you what the hell's going on like there's a war with this guy things are bad we are trying to make our last stand 
okay, I'm caught up. I actually know what the hell is going on and I know how to approach it and I know reading forward what's going on and how things are happening and that makes sense and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that's been driving me the most crazy with the future state stuff is that they're like, this thing happened. Okay, but what? This was a, re- a result of this thing that we're not going to talk about, that we're not going to tell you about, that you have no context for, that we don't explain. It's like, it's like they'll name it, like they'll get, like, this event. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I think, don't um, like when you do that in every book. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> the big difference is when stuff is kind of, like, shown, talked about, and then also shown or talked about, and then shown in the background, or uh, versus stuff is just, like, said. And I think a lot of the books are just doing the saying. They're like, remember what happened to Jack? And it's like, nope, who's Jack? I have no idea, you know? What the hell happened? Um, and why are you referencing it? And should I know about it? And does this clarify? Are you going to clarify later? Does every book have to be read backwards? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I agree. I think this one does a much better job of actually showing you the thing that it's talking about. Agreed. Um, this one's definitely worth picking up for the Justice League dark story. And I say that fully admitting that I am somebody who is biased to Justice League Dark versus Justice League. I'm not really that into Justice League stuff. I don't really regularly read Justice League. Um, I liked the show. The animated series was really good. Mm, true. Uh, but Justice true. League Dark has always had a special place in my heart. Uh, I've, I love Justice League Dark. Um, I've been reading the current series and it's been really, really good. Um, so I'm biased, admittedly. But the Justice League story... Again, it does a lot of that kind of stuff where it's like, remember when this happened and remember someone betrayed the Justice League and stuff like that. Um, And it's interesting enough and it has enough of kind of a mystery to it to be interesting. And I'm I'm curious to see if it ever gets revealed why. Because the Justice League, as we see it, they're not allowed to fraternize. They're not allowed to know each other's real names. There's all these, like, accords that got placed down on the Justice League. And it was all because the Justice League basically got destroyed when someone unnamed uh, betrayed them, figured out all their weaknesses and stuff, and then betrayed them. And it seems like Batman is a prime suspect, but he's also in the, like, brief flashback that we see where somebody's, like, standing there silhouetted and everyone's like, it's you! Um, who do I like? I'm sure that's who it'll be. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh... <laughs> pick pick one of my favorites because that's probably the enemy. It's probably Booster Gold. Son um, of a biscuit. <laughs> but yeah, so they, you know, I'm I'm curious to see why that goes down. But overall, the story itself was just a little sad. It was just kind of like cool this is happening neat it was just another sort of like baseline superhero story Heroes not being allowed to fraternize is just depressing it didn't really like draw me in um and you know to be fair i haven't been given a lot of time with some of the new characters to really like become attached to them and stuff yeah uh and so it just you know it was like the superman wonder woman book with not enough wonder woman or superman um but the justice league dark part was very very good very uh, good i really really enjoyed that one uh so this one is worthy of a pickup if you like the magic stuff yes um at the very least for that and finally teen titans number one. Oh my god this book is so 
depressing. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not, bleak. It's, it's not, so bleak. It's not necessarily depressing. It's just very tonally down. It's it's, it's a very bleak. very down tone book. Yes. You know, stuff's bad, and it looks yeah. real bad. And there's there's graves, and it's sad. And yeah. It's, looks bad there's people merging and it don't make good sense it's bad okay um this one in my opinion is one of the is the worst case example of what i've been kind of harping on with this future state stuff where the project seems like i said so set on being like we're starting in the middle this is possible future we're gonna just talk about stuff that has already happened like it's already happened but we're not gonna show you the stuff that's already happened it's just like future this is a future things happen in the past because this is the future and thus there is a past so we're gonna talk about the past but we're not gonna show you the past because this is the future um and this book wowzers is just like festooned in those sorts of things this is like do you remember what happened to rachel Nope, don't remember what happened to Rachel. <laughs> and then like these two characters fused together. And then there's like a it's funny because they they did this um they did this in Justice League too with the whole like someone betrayed them flashback. They have like a flashback of one of the Teen Titans like putting on the Red X costume and betraying them, but no one says his freaking name at any point in time. No nope. one's like, "Oh my god, name. I can't believe you would do this." They're just like in the flashback being like, "Listen, you take that costume <laughs> off and get out of here. Go back to your room, which is a room with your name on it, which I'm not going to say where your name. You should know your You know where name. you live. Um, and then we see that person later. Uh, for fans of the Teen Titans show, this is a cool book because it's got Red X in it. And as far as I know, this is the first appearance of Red X in like mainstream DC continuity, which is kind of big. Um, That's neat. Which is interesting. Because um, I, I know he, po I believe he was in some of the Teen Titans Go comics, um, but I don't think he's had like an official, I don't think that character has had like an official like DC comics reveal. Hmm. And I mean, I guess you could argue that he still hasn't because future state. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, otherwise, Dick Grayson fans might get a kick out of this book because there's a lot of ragging on Dick Grayson and also Dick's doing some weird stuff and making some weird choices. Um, but for the most part, it was just, it was too wrapped up in its own false timeline for me. Like it, yeah. it felt very like, I felt like every like page and thing of dialogue, I was like, Oh cool. We're referencing another thing that hasn't happened yet. And again, it's it's weird on the timeline because they're in like, I think they're in New York, but they're in a city that looks very similar to the city that we see Swamp Thing and his friends in, but there's not like swamp people running around all over the place. And also this takes place presumably before Robin Eternal because Robin makes a reference to something that happens to Dick that couldn't have happened yet, or maybe it happened already and Dick's just that much of a crazy person, but I don't know. You know, the yeah. timeline is fudgy and weird. It's so weird. And there's a lot of gaps and, like, stuff spread out. And, I mean, even just in the release schedule, this book makes reference to something that happens in Flash number two, which has not come out yet. Yeah. 
which doesn't come out for another two weeks, I think. Like WTF. So it's like, what? I So I don't, like, the more I get into the future state stuff, the more I just wonder if this was supposed to be a bigger project, if these stories were supposed to be bigger and more expansive, and these writers had a lot of input and a lot of, like, stuff ready to go and they had storyboards and then dc was like yo you get two issues <laughs> and they were like well shit and they had to like condense everything down i don't know i don't know what this is you know i hearken back to when i just haven't and there might be plenty of information on the internet i just haven't looked out like why is dc doing this to us um <laughs> and i i say that as a joke it's it's not all bad it's actually all been like a lot of it's been pretty good um but and it's all been interesting. It's just like I harken back to when they were going to do the 5G thing and they were going to have like Wonder Woman in like olden days being like the first superhero. And then they were going to have like this generation, this generation, this generation, right. all the way up to like Legion of Superheroes way out in the future and stuff. And I wonder if this was supposed to be one of the generations. And then they were like, scrap that, you know, because 5G's got a bad rep and we're getting all this negative press and... You know, we're doing all this firing and people are leaving and stuff. So we can't do 5G anymore. But, you know, we have this group of writers and artists that we've put together all have these storyboards to cram a few of the stories together, like Justice League and Justice League Dark. And they can be in the same issue and stuff. And then we'll just pump out like shorts. Yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, it's it's because if they feel they feel incomplete. It does. Sometimes at times it feels incomplete. And this may be calling myself out as an ignorant reader. Maybe I'm just too stupid for the, like, whole we've created this false past kind of thing that they're doing. But, like, it just makes it, it makes me want to know those stories. You know, it's like it's like picking up the second book of a series. Like, if you started, like, you know, Harry Potter on the second book. Or if you started Star Wars on Empire Strikes Back. You know? Honestly, it feels it even feels less than that or different than that. It feels like when there's already been like a series out and then they like make the continuation. Like when you've had a completed series, like a full one to twelve issue like story, and now this is the like next round. Yeah. We missed that whole first set yeah. of information. And I Yeah, it's it's like picking a it's like picking a series up on the third trade. Yeah, and like I I I can respect having stories start in media res. I can respect having stories referencing other things that we might get flashbacks of and other books and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I I'm fine with that. But they use it in almost every damn book. Yeah. And without well, any context because even like n not to compare the parents again, but even Marvel like when the X stuff was happening, even Hickman was like, "Here's a timeline." Yeah. Well, and you know, <laughs> you know, the difference is the X stuff happened and it was all kind of confusing, but it, you know, Hickman was good at unveiling stuff as the weeks went by. Right. And I was a bit more lenient last week to handle this kind of stuff um, because I was like, you know, it's week one. This right. is going to be the week where they give us all these questions and then they're going to start like slow feeding us like, here's what the magistrate did and here's why Superman's not here and here's why you know, Justice League fell apart and, and they're just going to like drip feed us these things. 
two two weeks deep and like there's still tons of questions unanswered and like no answers and it's like yeah we've only had the number ones but like if you're going to do this big two-month event you have to drip in the information as it goes along so we still don't know who the magistrate is how they came to power how they did anything but they're a central part of this whole we don't even really know why or like really what the restrictions like at some points gotham seems like this big sprawling technological paradise Everyone's going about their business like, woo, yeah, Gotham, go Gotham. There's TVs and shit everywhere. And then um, in other books, it's like Gotham seems like a police state where like innocent people are like, oh, no, the magistrate. So like, which is it? You know? And it's just like. That's why it would benefit from a timeline because then we would know the perspective. The structure of their release schedule has caused like a funky, wonky timeline. And that's resulting in these questions being harder to really pinpoint like solid hints or answers because a, they're not feeding us any sort of information and B the timelines all over the place. So like, you know, in Batman next Batman, the magistrate seems very, very like strict police state, like martial law, nobody in the streets, you know, people are like, Oh God, the magistrate run and stuff like that. Uh, but then in Dark Detective, Bruce is like walking in basically a Times Square and there's like tons of people around him. And it's like this beautiful, like metropolis paradise. Yeah. So like, which is it? And does one happen way after the other? Is that why, you know? Yeah. And so it's just it's it's confusing. And I don't know if they've hammered it all down or they're going to slow feed it in the number twos. When the number twos start hitting, then suddenly it's going to be like, Oh, it's so clear now. And that would be great. But it's like, I'm two weeks in. I want to keep picking up your books. I want to keep telling people to pick up your books, but you're not giving me anything to work with except for like more and more questions. It's hard when I don't have the motivation. Like if I don't get any answers and I'm just getting like barrels and barrels of questions, at some point, there's too many questions and I stop caring. Yeah. Is part of the problem. Um, no, I agree. I think this would be massively benefited by them just go ahead and release a timeline. Like, you don't even have to tell me when events happen, but if you could put the books yeah. themselves in a timeline, because then I could start to piece stuff together as a reader and I'd be like, oh, this is happening. Like, I have a theory that. The magistrate stuff was able to happen because of what happened to the original Justice League. Yeah. And like, and like this, like, distrust of heroes happened because of that. And so that stawns everything else. So, like, if you could put stuff into like an order, I feel like it would make it easier and we would be able to have those context clues. Cause that's the other thing. Good story building requires if you're not going to tell me something, I should be able to start to make presumptions on my own. Yeah. And right now, I feel like I can't even make presumptions because I don't have any context clues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, it's like we've had three books now that have had the new Wonder Woman in it. And we still don't know how she Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how and why? What what spawned that? We don't know. I have no idea how she is what she is. And we don't and, know where the hell Diana's at either. Yeah, I mean, is Diana... Because <laughs> at the end of Death Metal, Diana got, like, taken away by the hands. Is that just what she's doing now? Like, is that canon? Did that... But then we see the Justice League flashback. And she's there. And she's there. So, like, what's going on there? Yeah. I know Superman has a book coming up called Superman 
like world at war or something. He's up in like war war world doing arena stuff for some reason. And so like, but why, you know, like how, how am John Superman now? What happened to make John Superman? Tim Fox is Batman. How, how did that happen? Got two books with him in it. Three books with Superman, three books with Wonder Woman in it. Like, and we don't know anything about these people except for like this who day is. And then it moves on. Yeah. And it's like. I want to be able to attach to these characters and especially Wonder Woman. Like I'm finding myself really interested in that character her mythos and stuff like that. But like, if I don't get a little bit more, if it's just constantly like, Oh, Hey, yeah, there's my brother, Timmy. Remember when he did that thing and saved our lives and it's like, Oh yeah, Timmy. And then that's it. And then they move on. It's like, cool. Cool. (laughs) That's sick. Like in her book, she's going to save her sister from Hades who why why does hades have sister why do you have hades you know what i mean yeah, like it, I but then know. in in superman wonder woman she's got like her own mythos and like her own like pantheon that she works with and it's understandable that in this kind of world there would be multiple pantheons but like why are you suddenly dealing with grecian stuff um so i don't know i i I am all for vague things being revealed later. I I absolutely am. I'm all for it. I'm all for leaving with questions and wanting to know more. But it feels like that's the whole kind of project. It's the whole point. You know, like the <laughs> the the potatoes is the superhero stories and the meat of Future State is all these like suggested storylines. And that's not that's not cool. That's not okay. The I don't, stories are more holes than they are story. Yeah, and I, I might be nitpicking and I might be overly like grouchy about this, but like it just feels unrewarding to hear these like stories about things that happen to your favorite characters or potentially happen to your favorite characters and not getting to see that. Yeah. Feels a little bit unrewarding. I agree. So but we'll see what the future holds. I think um We'll probably have more number ones coming out next week. I don't know how many more weeks of number ones we have, but we'll do another roundup as we go and we'll see if we can start getting more questions answered. Yeah. So. And we'll keep doing roundups if it turns out that there's more stuff to talk about. So yeah. um, maybe we'll do roundups of number two issues if something monumental happens yeah who knows anyway if you want more cover b you can find our past episodes um and all of the different varieties of episodes like our powered gamings and our graphic novelties on our website coverbpodcast.com you can also find us on social media facebook and twitter at coverbpodcast yep and we will catch you guys back here this saturday for our regular episode yes and then back here next week for another roundup and until then we'll catch you back here for more cover, cover B. B. Bye, everybody.